Hello, and welcome to A History of Japan. Season 8, Episode 7, A House Divided. Toward the end of the 1340s, the northern and southern courts found themselves in a strategic stalemate in Kansai. Kyushu seemed to be slipping through the Bakufu's fingers, and at a time when they needed unity, they were instead torn apart by division and rivalry. I mentioned in the previous episode that Ashikaga Tadayoshi disliked the Ko brothers, but that was probably vastly understating their relationship. The coalition of warrior clans who became the northern court partisans originally flocked to the banner of Ashikaga Takauji back in 1335 for a variety of their own reasons. Some wanted confirmation of land stewardship, others desired official appointments, and many were dissatisfied with the administration of Emperor Go-Daigo. Nearly everyone who fought on behalf of Takauji agreed with that third point, and for the duration of their initial conflict with the court, it kept these disparate factions unified. As the Nanbokucho Wars dragged on, however, some samurai clans who had initially shed blood on behalf of Takauji were beginning to wonder whether they ought to continue supporting the shogun or whether he might secretly share the radical opinions of the Cole brothers whom he had entrusted with so much power. Ashikaga Tadayoshi, who was only one year younger than his brother Takauji, actively tried to combat the image of the new Bakufu being iconoclastic emperor-haters. In 1342, the Shugo of Mino province, a young samurai named Toki Yorito, was traveling home drunk from a kasagake, which was a horse archery competition. One of the events at these competitions was called Inu Omono, or dog hunting, which I promise is not as bad as its name implies. Horse archers would use arrows which were blunted or whose heads were covered in layers of padding. Dogs would be released into the riding ring and the competitors would try and strike as many as possible. Not exactly humane, but at least the dogs didn't generally die. The retired Emperor Kogon was traveling in an ox-drawn cart. Toki Yorito and his entourage came upon the cart and asked who was traveling inside the vehicle. When the servants replied that it was the retired emperor, Toki Yorito laughed and asked whether they said in, meaning retired emperor, or inu, which means dog. If it's a dog, he said, then I should shoot it. Some accounts claim that Toki Yorito merely dismounted and gave the cart a hearty kick, but others claim he actually shot the vehicle with an arrow. Regardless of whether it was a kick or an actual arrow, retired Emperor Kogon was terrified by the encounter, and Ashikaga Tadayoshi was absolutely furious. You may recall that retired Emperor Kogon had given Ashikaga Takauji the authorization to prosecute his war against Emperor Godaigo's bad advisors back when he had fled to Kyushu. In Tadayoshi's mind, the actions of Tokiyorito threatened to alienate the northern court emperors and potentially call the Bakufu's legitimacy into question. 
As I mentioned in the previous episode, contemporary Japanese politicians probably agreed with this assessment. Toki Yorito, however, was not just some grunt off the battlefield. In addition to being the official chieftain of an influential samurai clan with deep roots in Mino province, he was a bona fide war hero who had gained recognition during a battle against Kitabatake Akiye. Tadayoshi was playing a dangerous game by pressing for his punishment in this incident and risked alienating other powerful warrior clans with his pursuit of Tokiyorito's prosecution. However, the Bakufu might also appear weak if it failed to prosecute what amounted to an assault on an imperial person. Tokiyorito, for his part, returned to Mino province and sought the protection of his clan. His clan soon expelled him, however, when it became clear that their actions could be reinterpreted as rebellion against the shogunate. Yorito then sought shelter at Risenji Temple, throwing himself upon the mercy of Muso Soseki, an influential monk who was respected by both northern and southern courts. Eventually, Soseki gave him up to Tadayoshi, and early in 1343, the death penalty was carried out and Toki Yorito was beheaded. Takauji, for his part, respected Tadayoshi's decision to seek the full weight of law against the brash Shugo, but the Ko brothers and other iconoclasts within the shogunate did not. Their pleas of mercy and clemency fell upon unhearing ears, as Tadayoshi was more concerned with protecting the Bakufu's legitimacy than protecting young men from the consequences of their actions. The animosity between Tadayoshi and the Ko brothers only grew worse in the ensuing years leading up to 1349, where we left off last time. While Ko Moronao was forced to break off his pursuit of the fleeing southern court when their rear guard soundly thwarted his army, he still took the opportunity to loot, pillage, and burn nearly every shrine in Yamato province as his army traveled back to the capital. He probably expected that he would be welcomed back into Heian-kyo as a conquering hero, having flushed the southern court from their home and killed two sons of the late Kusunoki Masashige in the process. Unfortunately for him, the mood in the capital was far colder than he anticipated. While the quarrel between the Ko clan and Tadayoshi had mostly been a matter of rivalry, the repeated incidents of burning and destroying holy sites had set the religious establishment firmly against both Moronao and Moroyasu. Tadayoshi filed official complaints against them, and Moronao was removed from the position as Shitsuji, the shogun's deputy, in the fall of 1349. Moronao sent a message to his brother Moroyasu, who was still in Kawachi trying to gain a final victory against the loyalists there, telling him he was needed in Heian-kyo. He returned quickly, and both men fortified their mansions with armed guards. They probably believed that Takauji would never turn on his own brother, so they set their sights on some of his lieutenants instead, blaming them for stirring up trouble. In a bold maneuver, they surrounded Takauji's mansion in late September 1349 and demanded the troublemaking deputies be handed over for punishment. To placate them, Takauji promised to banish the men in question instead. He also promised to have Tadayoshi replaced with his own son, Ashikaga Yoshiakira. 
This satisfied the Cole brothers for now, and they relented. However, Tadayoshi was soon named to the office of Shitsuji thanks to some intervention by the retired emperor. As they all waited for Yoshi Akira to arrive from Kamakura, Moro now remained quite furious over the whole affair. Takauji may have wanted to get rid of the Cole brothers, but the truth was that he couldn't risk it. Moro now alone had more than twice as many troops at his disposal as Takauji himself, and so as Moro now continually took over duties which had been under Tadayoshi's purview, Takauji could only shrug and allow the encroachment. Frustrated by the entire situation, Tadayoshi retired from public life, shaved his head, and took vows as a Zen monk. It's possible he hoped that Moronao would relent somewhat now that Tadayoshi himself was out of the picture. Instead, he was emboldened. He dispatched assassins to Echizen province to kill Tadayoshi's deputies who had been exiled there, and sent orders to the troops he had already dispatched to Chugoku to attack Ashikaga Tadafuyu, an illegitimate son of Takauji who had been adopted by Tadayoshi. The co-partisans pursued Tadafuyu through the mountains of Chugoku, pressing him ever westward until finally he was forced to flee to Kyushu. Once safely upon the western isle, he sought out the protection of the southern court partisans there, who were eager to welcome a former member of the northern court into their ranks. It was at this point that Takauji decided that action needed to be taken in Kyushu. The southern court was thriving there, thanks in large part to the support of the Kumano pirates who pillaged and ambushed on their behalf. Takauji planned to depart the capital in late 1350 with Ko Moronao and a great army in tow. A few days before they embarked, Ashikaga Tadayoshi made his move. In spite of his monkly vows, he could not ignore the plight of his adopted son on the other side of the nation, nor was he satisfied with Ko Moronao's continued influence and machinations. Still dressed in his monastic garb, he slipped out of Heian-kyo by night and traveled south to Yamato province. Takoji was completely aware of his brother's departure and the likely route he would take to the southern court. In spite of Moronao's urging to the contrary, he did not dispatch any manner of pursuit. He and Moronao departed for Kyushu, and soon after, Tadayoshi began seeking support among the samurai of Kawachi province to kill Ko Moronao. While he had sent an offer of loyalty to the southern court, Tadayoshi tried to send a message to his brother in Kyushu as well, protesting that he was not being disloyal, but had been angered by the Cole brothers, and he once more begged his brother to get rid of them. The messenger was intercepted by Moronao, however, who sent the man back to Heian-kyo in chains. Not content to wait for the official approval of the southern court, Tadayoshi sent correspondents across Kansai in an attempt to call allies to his aid. In February of 1351, Tadayoshi had a large enough army to make an attempt to seize Heian-kyo while the Bakufu army was still traveling to Kyushu. Ashikaga Yoshiakira had been left in charge of the capital, but after some difficult initial incursions by the new loyalists, he abandoned the city and sought to join his army with that of his father Takauji's. 
The shogun had already begun reversing his army's course to face his brother head-on, but Tadayoshi's defection had inspired other Tozama samurai in Chugoku to launch attacks against the Bakufu's marching column. It appears that hatred of the Cole brothers was not contained to Tadayoshi alone. Takauji and Moronao, now hard-pressed by these new offensives, marched as quickly as they could, but when they arrived in Setsu province in eastern Chugoku in March, they were obliged to fight a pitched battle at a place called Uchidehama. The battle was a resounding defeat for the Bakufu army, and the Cole brothers themselves were both wounded in the affair. Before the incident turned into a full rout, Takauji offered to negotiate. Musou Soseki, the influential Zen monk who maintained good relations among both northern and southern courts, presented Tadayoshi's conditions, and they worked out a truce between them. The Cole brothers were given the option of entering religion or being executed, and they chose to take vows as monks. Interestingly, Moronao opted for membership in a Zen community, while Moroyasu chose a Pure Land Nembutsu sect. Neither choice would matter in the long run, however. As Takauji was escorting them back to the capital, they were stopped near the Muko River by an armed band led by Uesugi Akiyoshi, the son of one of Tadayoshi's deputies whom the Koho brothers had assassinated. He killed the Koho brothers along with many other members of the Koho clan who were present. Tadayoshi, who had taken Heian-kyo with his army, did not apparently have any designs against his brother, who grudgingly returned after the murder of the Cole brothers. Takauji was not happy that his younger brother had successfully forced this issue, but Tadayoshi gladly accepted Yoshi Akira as his superior and seemed to be hopeful that reconciliation was still possible. However, that reconciliation was off to a rocky start when Tadayoshi commuted the sentence of Uesugi Akiyoshi from the death penalty to simple exile. Takauji had strongly pushed for the man's execution, considering how brazenly he had murdered Moronao and Moroyasu. In the spring of 1351, after the dust had settled for the moment, Tadayoshi reached out once more to the southern court, hoping to begin unification talks. This was spurred in part by the arrival of Kusunoki Masanori, the youngest son of Masashige, and now his only remaining direct descendant. Masanori brought a correspondence from Southern Court Emperor Go Murakami, indicating that sovereign's willingness to unite the junior and senior lines of the imperial family. When the Bakufu presented terms in writing to the Southern Court, however, Kitabatake Chikafusa successfully led an effort to have the reconciliation talks squashed entirely. Takauji used the failed peace talks as a means to criticize his brother, and tensions flared throughout the capital. Many of their respective partisans took the opportunity to leave Heian-kyo and look after their affairs in the provinces, having no desire to take part in yet another sibling rivalry between the Ashikaga brothers. Tadayoshi likewise left the capital, growing ever suspicious of his brother and nephew. He and many of his allies gathered in Echu province in northern Chubu, a maneuver that seems to have caused quite a stir nationwide. 
In addition to the factions of the northern and southern courts, there now appeared to be an independent proto-shogunate operating under Tadayoshi's supervision. Tadayoshi's faction was far from idle. They gathered their armies and prepared to march on Heian-kyo from the north. In October of 1351, as they marched into Omi province, which neighbors the capital's Yamashiro province, Tadayoshi himself appears to have lost his nerve. He parlayed with his brother, and after they came to a peace agreement, Tadayoshi traveled to Kamakura to govern Kanto. The gesture did little to stem the impending violence, however, as the partisans of either side engaged in small-scale quarrels regardless of their liege lord's agreement. Predictably, all of this division in the Bakufu served to embolden the southern court, whose previous misfortunes had set them on a defensive footing which they now sought to reverse. The Cole brothers were gone, and the Ashikaga brothers were divided. What better time to take the fight to the enemy and sit in the capital once more? In what most historians claim was an attempt to buy time to get his house in order, Ashikaga Takauji wrote to the southern court and offered his submission, along with a proposal that the two imperial lines be joined. The southern court was only too happy to accept his submission and, staying true to Emperor Godaigo's legacy, declared that the national administration should be returned to the early days of the Genko era, which was 1331-1333. to Most importantly for his purposes, Takauji obtained an official imperial commission to punish the traitor Ashikaga Tadayoshi. Over the next month, further overtures were made to make things look legitimate. Northern court emperor Suko retired along with his crown prince, and the regalia were returned to the southern court, who accepted them even though they also claimed they were counterfeit. Author and historian George Sansom postulated that Kitabatake Chikafusa and others in the southern court administration must have seen Takauji's submission for the ruse that it was. However, the opportunity to return to the capital was just too good to pass up. It seems likely that many thought the move was a miscalculation on Takauji's part, and frankly, they may not have been wrong. In late 1351, Takauji sent a proclamation to every province about his official commission to destroy his brother. Tadayoshi, meanwhile, had set up a headquarters in Izu province, but the outlook for himself and his allies was grim. Yuki Chikatomo had been recruited into the conflict by Takauji, and he brought an army to bear against Tadayoshi's forces in Suruga as Takauji arrived in force as well. At the mountain called Satayama in early 1352, the army of Tadayoshi was pincered between two large enemy forces and were routed. Tadayoshi fled back to Izu and was prepared to commit seppuku when messengers from Takauji arrived with a peace proposal. Tadayoshi surrendered and was confined to Jomyoji Monastery, where he died suddenly, almost certainly having been poisoned. It may seem strange that the southern court allied with the generally anti-sovereign Takauji over his more sovereign-friendly brother Tadayoshi, but it is helpful to remember Tadayoshi's track record when dealing with members of the imperial family of the southern court itself. He had Prince Moriyoshi murdered when the Hojo dead-enders retook Kamakura 
and he is usually blamed for the poisoning of young Prince Tsuninaga. The southern court probably never would have forgiven such crimes against their family. As for Takauji's motivations, it seems plausible that he came to see his younger brother as a rival who must be removed. Tadayoshi's move to Kamakura, while seeming to be a matter of putting space between himself and his brother, may have been understood as part of a long-term strategy to eventually challenge his brother's power once again, this time for the last time. Takauji had secured his own future as well as his son Yoshiakira's against such a challenge. If Takauji had managed to crush his brother's power while maintaining his own independence of the southern court, then the Nambokucho War may have ended much sooner. However, Takauji's concession to the southern court had both immediate and long-term consequences for the nation's peace. Next time, we will explore the actions of the now-resurgent southern court as Emperor Go Murakami holds Ashikaga Takauji to his word. Until then, thank you for listening. If you would like access to exclusive bonus episodes, as well as ad-free versions of the regular episodes, please consider supporting this podcast at patreon.com slash ahistoryofjapan.